I'm Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And this is the Golden J takeover of episode 50 of Murders. Hello, Murd Nerds, and welcome back to what is to be the most exciting episode of Murd Nerds ever. <laughs> it is episode 50! <laughs> and what way to celebrate episode 50 than to have the Golden Jay tell you about murder? Murder. With me are two lifelong friends who have you found out in the last 50 episodes have smoked lots of cigarettes and <laughs> drank lots of alcohol <laughs> and sometimes talk about their sexual exploitations <laughs> before they ever get to the story of murder. You're welcome. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I found that I've learned so much over these last 50 episodes from these girls that sometimes it keeps me awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also found that I like to jump in there and talk about Roy's penis. <laughs> That's my yacht. Don't we all? <laughs> um, yes, I am ecstatic to be here doing... My first case of murder. Murder. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy that uh, I'm here to do this with you guys. Us um, too. I'm very excited. This is like my 40th something episode of being 40, your 40, Yeah, fourth. 44 episodes with you guys. That's, unless, you know... <laughs> That's insane to even think about. Oh, yeah. So that means in two more episodes, that'll be a full year, correct? Yeah. 52. 52. 52 weeks of murder nerds. So in two more episodes. That ought to be an Ashley episode. Is that correct? You get a yes. milestone. Look at that. How do you feel about I'm that? I'm taking all the milestones to 100 now. To 100? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're sharing custody. Hey. Of the milestones. Well, I am taking custody of milestone episode 50. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. But to start off, how was your guys' this week? Oh, I got so excited. <laughs> I was like, he's going to ask a question. I do have the question. Mm. Good. My week was good. Very good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Good uh, all around. Good. <laughs> I've spent... 18 hours decorating the children's department at the library for Christmas. That sounds like fun. It's been a fucking blast. Is it wrong that I'm just not a big fan of Christmas? No. It's not wrong. It's just, it's, it can it's be, fucking I, stressful. I get it. It's probably annoying it to a lot of people. I'm pretty indifferent. I like a lot of, I've been watching a lot of Hallmark movies. Well, not oh. necessarily Hallmark, but Hulu, Hulu provideth, Netflix provideth all of the, there's one. It's Christmas on the Ranch. It's a lesbian one. It's super cheesy. It kind of sounds like a porno. <laughs> Christmas on like the that. Ranch. 
It's so good. I love these stupid love movies. It's so lame, but that's really good. I would um, go, uh, venture to say that Christmas on the Ranch might be um, a little too much to take in. If there's any animals involved, and in if it was a porno. Nope, it's not a donkey show or anything. Oh, uh-huh. thank God. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right, so you guys ready for the murdered question of the week? I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. <sighs> what is the silliest thing you have ever seen a stranger do in public? Oh, God. <laughs> do you have yours? No, you go first. I have mine. Um, there's a local grocery store in mine and Ashley's town, hometown. And uh, one day I watched somebody walk into the grocery store eating a bowl of cereal. Oh, nice. Yes. Like no bowl. fucks given. Nope. Not a single fuck. That's fucking awesome. Do you know who it was? Can I have you no t- idea. Oh, man. But yeah, I just wanted to shake their hand or something. They walked right in eating a bowl of cereal. What was the cereal? Frosted flakes, Captain Crunch. I think it was like a cornflake kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But yeah, hilarious. Man, funniest thing a stranger in public has done. Oh, I remember I was trying to record someone the other day discreetly so they wouldn't notice sorry did you hear both of those i did i did that was when i was thinking i was thinking about your i can just see you like with your yeah but i wasn't successful and i cannot remember what they were doing um i will say uh when i was at howard park a lot of kids falling fucking hilarious (laughs) hilarious and there was one guy that was wearing like these candy cane bib overalls they were just red and white big like chunky stripes and that was all he was wearing. He didn't have a shirt on or anything. I love it. That's all he was wearing. Ooh, and I he was a one. pretty talented ice skater, too, if I'm being honest. I've got another one. Yesterday, while I was at the same grocery store that I was that I saw the man eating the cereal, my checkout boy, um, whatever you call him. That sounds boy. like a porno. <laughs> he had my on, checkout boy. <laughs> he had on a sweatsuit. Mm-hmm. Like a, a hoodie, okay, and sweatpants, bright yellow, with a red T-shirt over top of it. Over top mm-hmm. of the sweatshirt, sweatshirt of the sweatshirt. <laughs> he looked like Winnie the Pooh. Oh my! God. <laughs> he was working. They let uh-huh. him wear that to work. He had a shirt. It was. <laughs> Can you bleep that bleep out, the, Jeremy? You know what, Jeremy? I, I love the bleeping. I love the Did bleeping. You like that? I, I loved it. Nobody I forgot to tell it. you because I told her I I really did like it. I yeah, think it's I did hilarious. Too. I did too. <laughs> so yeah, we'll it's bleep that. Mysterious, but yeah, it's the uh, was that you that? can say it. He'll beep it. It was the checkout boy at beep. <laughs> he had on he had on a red shirt. Oh yeah. With, with a yellow, bright yellow hoodie and matching bright yellow sweatpants. That's awesome. He literally looked like Winnie the Pooh. And you didn't get a picture? No, I did. <gasps> you did, you I did. dirty dog. As I dropped my chocolate milk on the floor. And spilled it everywhere. No, it thankfully didn't spill. Nice, nice. But yeah. It's a good turn. You got the picture and you didn't spill the milk. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good day. <clears throat> Well, let me tell you about the silliest thing I've ever seen, and uh, that was, of course, at Walmart, and I ain't bleeping that out. Wait, were you in Florida? Because that would be a double whammy. No, that was at my local Walmart, (laughs) 
And I pulled in one day, and it was the beginning of uh, it was the beginning of spring, and somebody was buying one of those plastic kiddie pools. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were um, attempting to put it in the trunk of their car, <laughs> and, and I'm saying car. This is not a truck or a van oh, or an SUV. This was a car. And so what they did is they had the trunk open and then the plastic pool was sticking straight up and they were strapping it in <laughs> onto oh, the trunk. No. But the best thing of it was is, you know, you would think that they would put the inside of the pool so it would face out, you know. But no, they lipped it so that the pool was the the like inside a good was facing exactly. Hell yeah. yeah. And the worst part of the whole thing was there was a Walmart employee out there helping them do that. <laughs> hey, they weren't at Home Depot or Lowe's, okay? Yeah, they, Walmart workers are not experts. No, they are definitely not experts. <laughs> that is such a fucking cesspool of a place to go shop. It's so, it, you, you know... And it's expensive anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I I do not I do not go there really. Ever. Why are we getting Target prices at this fucking? <laughs> yeah, we'll just go. I go to Meyer. Yeah, Meyer and Target. Fuck a Walmart. Well, you know you have to go to the Walmart for certain things. Diapers. You know you can when get I, things. When my kids wear diapers, but diapers. you can get things a little bit cheaper at the Walmart. But I don't know about the you guys. Walmart. <laughs> the Walmart. Uh, Listen, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> at the Walmart, I instantly have anxiety and anger the moment i walk through the doors mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. fucking hate that place mm-hmm. so no sponsorships from walmart for the nope. nerds but uh you know <laughs> nope i do i have anxiety in there too like i get real panicky i don't know what it is it's the environment there could be nobody around me and i'd still be anxious as fuck we talked about this in it's last the fluorescent lighting the it's, last week's the episode where you talk about doing things and in, in alone or something like that but you're always on guard walmart mm-hmm. i'm always on guard just you never know when you're gonna get shanked or I something <laughs> honestly though don't touch that ibuprofen motherfucker I'm shank <laughs> i wonder how i didn't read about anything crazy happening on black friday this year which is there were no good really deals nice. oh yeah. i saw a picture it said was 335 now 334 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so mine my, my favorite was TV four ninety nine on I don't even know Halloween TV now four ninety nine, you know sometime and then Black Friday sale was six ninety nine now four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, for real. There was a guy who did a video that was like talking about how he, he's like, "There's no good Black Friday deals. Twenty percent off. That's Memorial Weekend deals. Yeah. This is Black Friday. <laughs> this isn't President's Day, right?" Black Friday has been destroyed by the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Cyber Monday. Yeah, I mean, I do all my shopping online. I really do. Yeah, same. I'm it's so much easier. I'm an advocate for what is it? Uh, Small Business Saturday. Yeah, I love yeah. Small I just Saturday. did the Howard Park, yep. the South Bend one. I bought a bottle of whiskey from the. Uh, is that what's in your car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought it for my stepdad. I haven't given it to him yet. Don't listen just... to this, Tony. He Wait. doesn't fucking listen. <laughs> what what brand is it? It's the um what's it fucking called? Indiana whiskey, I yeah. think. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um uh, they had they had samples. It was cho- the chocolate one, the maple one, and then the original one. 
Then they did have another one, and I tried the maple and the original. I got him the maple one. She said, make ice cream with it. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet that's so fucking good. Because it was good. The whiskey was tasty. No, the Indiana whiskey is really good. Yeah. I, I've had several different samples, like you were saying, of Indiana whiskey. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Support local that. business, everyone. Yeah. Did you know, speaking of uh, supporting local, Amazon... Um, <laughs> That's not. <laughs> no, I, 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 are you going where I think you're going with this? Probably not. Okay. You go first. Smile am, smile dot. Oh Amazon. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's great. Mm, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, Phil is a big advocate for that. He yeah. does Support- every. You can do smile. Um, yeah. You can do all kinds of things. He does uh, uh, the Portage uh, Food Bank. Everything yeah. he and I think he told me it was uh, a couple hundred dollars last year that got donated. Yeah. In what he buys. Question: Should we bleep that? Why didn't you want to say before? But you'll say. <laughs> what are we? Where's our line here? I don't know. I don't really care. Just I don't cut it out. It's fine. Just cut. I us. don't want to represent the. Well, I'm also fucking right. You're right. Yeah, just cut. Yeah, cut that whole part. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. I. So what I do for Christmas shopping is I take like a couple hundred bucks every couple weeks and buy gift cards through Amazon. That way, I limit my spending. Like each kid gets an allotment. You know. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Um. If you get gift cards more than like a hundred dollars, you get carded at CVS. They have to check it and make sure this is what you want. I got a $300 gift card there yesterday. I had to show my ID. Huh. So, so I what? paid in cash. Isn't that weird? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, why? Why, why? would they check my ID? I don't know. I've got to think about that one for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I mm-hmm. bought, it was a $25 Maybe to $500 gift card. Maybe there's some gift card scam or something we don't know about, but there how is, would that work? It, there is. There's the one where it's like, I live in India and I need Amazon gift cards. Yeah. To, there's that, and it tells you that on the keypad. But I bought a 25 to $500 Amazon gift card, and I put it was $350. And you bought it at CVS yes, instead and I of do online. This, I do this every couple of weeks to save mm-hmm. up the gift cards. Mm-hmm. They probably think I'm running like a drug ring or something. I <laughs> bet they do. They're like, it's Alicia again. Yeah. How much money is she going to spend on Amazon? What are you going to do with them? But they checked. I paid in cash. I didn't pay with my That's probably my more sketchy. <laughs> and they probably, they, they were like, we need to see your ID. I'm like, what the fuck do you need to see my ID when I'm buying a gift card? <laughs> yeah, that seems really strange. It's not like a thousand dollars or something, you know. It's just... Even if it was a thousand dollars, I'm waiting for them to be like, "Why are you always in here buying gift cards?" I'm waiting That's for actually a really fucking good idea. It saves me. So then you don't from... spend the cash. You don't have a bunch of cash lying around your house. And I, I, you know, each kid gets a certain amount. My yeah. husband gets a certain amount. That's I go, cool. I go over every fucking year, though. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Well, good. yeah, but at least it does. It, it does keep you within the confines. And you're like, okay, if you accidentally go $30 over because you have to have this one thing, it's not that big of a deal. Well, and I make a list. and You check it twice? And I check it twice. I make a list <laughs> in Amazon. It'll give me a subtotal, and then I know where I need to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm, what were we even talking about, Jeremy? I forget. Murder. Oh. Murder, <laughs> yes. We were talking about murder. No, we were talking about the silliest things you ever seen somebody do in public. 
I thought you were talking about Amazon Smile. Oh, we were talking about Amazon Smile. <laughs> We've had like five different conversations in the last week. Yeah. A little, yeah. uh, so little off topic here. With, with Amazon Smile, then if you go smile.amazon, whatever that is, um, you can actually uh, find a charity that you want to give a certain percentage of your sales to, and then they'll donate it. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't, doesn't cost extra. Do no, it doesn't, doesn't cost because anything. <laughs> Nothing yeah, is nothing is so automatic. So like, save t- your box tops and we'll wait. No, that's for your school. That makes sense. But like the we'll donate a meal to someone in need for every. It's like why don't you just fucking do that in the first place to motivate sales? Yeah, yeah, it's all marketing. And exactly. honestly, uh, like the rounding up at like Walmart, mm-hmm. I've never fucking do that you nope. don't know why really i always do it don't. i can't say no i have to Just donate no no it's not you donating it's the company and they get a tax write-off mm, i'm gonna quit doing that at starbucks yep Stop yeah but it. if you don't do it you are like- you gonna donate every year to other things mm, that's true too you know I, if you're I not could. someone and it's not monetarily you need to donate your time is the biggest issue people you know yeah i mean i volunteer. donate monetarily to a few things and and I always round up. I always say yes at PetSmart. PetSmart's probably up. a good one, but don't round up. Yeah, I know Taco it sounds Bell. good, but you're just you're all you're doing is giving a tax write off to these big corporations. That's all it is. <sighs> they don't fucking pay good taxes anyway. You don't know where that money goes, really. You can say the same thing about Goodwill. There's checks and balances. Yeah, yeah fuck Goodwill. a Goodwill. I, I, fuck Goodwill. I love Goodwill so much and hate how it's ran. Yeah, yeah, fuck Goodwill. I will not. I do not donate things to Goodwill anymore. Now I'll take them to the women's shelter or to the homeless shelter or you know, Goodwill is always the last resort because yeah. it's all for profit. Mm-hmm. They don't help anybody. Their prices are fucking outrageous now too. Yep, ridiculous. Six ninety nine for a shirt that you can buy at Walmart for five ninety nine. So annoying. Ever tell you about the time that uh, one of my guitar students showed up here with a Guilt Four T shirt on that he found at Goodwill? He was no so proud way. of that shirt. Yeah. If those who don't know, that was my old band, Guilt Four. That's hilarious. I wish I would find a Guilt Four shirt at a Goodwill. It'd be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hilarious. You know you made it when you find your CD in the Goodwill bin. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So back to what this podcast is about. All right. Now that we've talked about everything else, let's get into today's case. The murder of Angie Barlow. Angie Barlow. That sounds so familiar. We've talked about this with Jeremy. Oh, we have in the past. Yes, okay. there, there's reasons. Uh, this this case, the first time I ever actually heard about it, kind of kind of struck me as um, one of those things that just kind of stuck with me. And as I did the research on this case, I found some things that really just kind of attached to me. So let's get let's dive in. You ready? And I'll yeah. explain the things that kind of attached right here off the top. So mm-hmm. uh, Angela Barlow or Angie as everybody called her, was born August 21st, 1993. Right there is one of the beginning things because August 21st was my father's birthday. Oh, no shit. And 1993 was when my first son was yeah, born. Skyler's yep. birthday. Um, Angie was uh, a very athletic and good student, um, but she was also very independent. And was while well, she grew up in the town of Muncie. Mm-hmm. Once again, there's another attachment. For me, 
spent a lot of time the last eight years down in Muncie, Ball State, with mm-hmm. with the kids going to college down there. So, yeah, a couple things right off the top that just kind of honed There's in a and connection. yeah, personal for me. So, um, 2016, Angie, who was 23, was living in Indy and was working as a dancer at a club called Club Rio. Okay. Now I've never been there. I'm not sure exactly where it is. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. All the club dance clubs I went to were in Fort Wayne, and there was a lot of them. I've never been to a dance club. Well, oh. I think it was like, like an exotic dancing, I yeah. would assume. Yeah. 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 You haven't? Nope. Oh, shit, man. We went so much in Fort Wayne. There was like, what's the one in Fort Wayne? There's one. It's showgirls. There's a Showgirls one through six. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, on Coliseum Boulevard, we've got a showgirls like three and this was 10 years ago. I don't know what it is now, but there was like a few of them. Anyway, sorry. No, you're right. Uh, uh, I just knew of three. I was at number two one time and that one is actually closed down. So figures. There you go. Uh, Angie lived with her best friend, Mona Jackson, who also danced at Club Rio. You know. Why not? If you're going to be best friends, you might as well work together, right? Yeah. Right. Well, or, or did they meet there, maybe? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because, yeah, like, I mean, I met Nina through work, and she's definitely my closest, like, friend. As watch what you say. I'm trying to word it as, <laughs> as easily as I can. But, yeah, I mean, like, I just, I hang out with her the most out of any of my friends. Mm-hmm. And I right. met her through work. Well, you, you, you guys. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in 2016... Angie started getting text messages from a woman asking her to do a private dance as a gift for her husband. Um, but the number was like an unknown number that kept coming in. Mm-hmm. So Angie actually repeatedly told, you know, said no, she wasn't interested because she doesn't do private dances for anybody she doesn't know. Smart. She also actually showed Mona the the text messages and... Mona had a bad feeling, like right off the bat. Like, no, you just just tell them no, yeah. right? Especially with the unknown number, that right there is like yep. red flag. Yeah. But the text messages actually just kept coming, asking her if she would do this. Uh, Mona and Angie had a habit of taking small getaways, like long weekends, and usually they were kind of extravagant. So Good in October, right. yeah, it's just a getaway. Like, yeah. What a dream. Yeah. So in October of 2016, they had taken a trip to Miami, and that pretty much depleted everything that Angie had in savings or a checking account or whatever. So this offer of $500 to do this private dance was just too good at that point to be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Angie accepts the offer, and the texture sends her the address and the gate code for the apartment complex. And this apartment complex is uh, the Landmark Apartments. Uh, 7652 Harcourt Road in Indianapolis. Parkour or hardcore? Hard, hardcourt. Hard, okay. Hardcourt, yep. Parkour. 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 Hardcore. <laughs> and she, uh, the, the texture, the woman actually asked her if she has any black or red outfits uh, because the she wants to dress up with... Angie. Oh, while, they're you dueling. Know, mm. I would say that that was what it was. You know, just kind of added a little extra to the whole thing. Right. It's like, okay, your wife and, and a dancer together. Yeah. That's, yeah, I could see that. It could be interesting. 
Uh, Angie uh, sends a, a screenshot of this address to Mona, okay, of, of mm-hmm. the text with the um, address and the gate code and all that stuff. Well, actually has the phone number on on the screenshot with a message that says, doing a private dance at this address just in case I go missing. <sighs> LOL. Right. I do that. God, I do that constantly. God, stop making that joke. But at least that information's there. You can be lighthearted about it. Yeah, it's not really a joke. It's like, this is serious, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's like a nervous laugh. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I think we all... I mean, especially now with doing this podcast and being more alert to... I mean, before I started doing this, it wasn't nothing. I would have never thought about these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... But I thought that was a wise choice on her part to send, mm-hmm. here's the address. This is where I'm going. In case anything happens, this is where you can find me, you, you know. Yeah. Yes, very smart. So on October 26th of 2016, Angie heads off to the apartments. She arrives somewhere. Now, this is where it gets, some of this is a little sketchy. And we, we kind of talked about this off air. Everything that I read, listened to, there's a, there's a lot of different things that uh, that that are out there. Um, you know, information is different from different podcasts or different articles or stuff like that. But so I tried to put this together the best of my knowledge of, of what I got. So Angie arrived at the apartment somewhere between ten and eleven that night. Um, she apparently made it into the apartment without any problems. Because at 11.45 that night, Angie sent a Snapchat to Mona, and it, um, it's a picture of her in what looks like maybe a bathroom, you know? Mm-hmm. She's kind of taking the picture in the mirror, and she's all done up. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time anyone had made any contact with Angie was that picture at 11.45. Okay. Which we assume she was inside. We we are assuming yeah. that she's in, in that the apartment. apartment with yep. those people. Yep. Yes, there's a lot of assumption in some of these. Right. It's all yeah because she's the only one that knows. So. Yeah. Uh, Mona expected her later. I say later that night. You know, it's 11:45. By then, I'm in bed. You know, I'm already <laughs> sawing logs. But uh, she expected her back at Club Rio later that night after the dance was over. But she never showed up. Oh, so she was supposed to work that night. No, well, I think she just was coming back to hang out. Oh, and, okay. Right, because the club yeah. probably didn't close till three thirty. Yeah. Remember the days when bars literally stayed open until three thirty, four. Yeah, yeah, they like don't do that anymore. Yeah, last call was three thirty. They kick you out at four. Mm-hmm. Right, those were the days. I've, I've been in the bands were that way. You know, I remember being in there. It was like, okay, everybody, last call. We're gonna wrap up one more song and we're gonna call it a night. Those <laughs> are some late nights. Let me tell you. Oh, not anymore. I'm too old for that shit. I can't. I can't pull me in, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stayed up till four. Um, I want to say it was third. No, fr- Friday. Friday oh, night. Fr- Friday. 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 Friday night. Friday. I was writing actually. Nice. <laughs> so when uh, Angie didn't wasn't in the apartment the next morning, and she didn't hear from her, and she wasn't answering any of her calls or texts. Mona starts getting super concerned, so she actually called Angie's mom, Christina, who still lives in Muncie, and Christina just immediately jumped in the car and started heading down to Indy. Mm. Because, you know, this is not 
how Angie is. She was mm-hmm. very, you know, she kept in contact with Mona and her mom. And, and of course, along the way, Christina's trying to get a hold of her and she's not answering her calls, not answering her texts. So she, uh, she gets very, very worried. So Mona decides, well, fuck this. I'm going to go down to this address and find out what's going on. Right. Naturally. Yeah. So Mona heads down to the apartment. Um, but get this. The gate code doesn't work for Mona. The gate code that was on the screenshot, it doesn't work. Okay. That sound a little weird? Yeah. We're going to come back to that as part of my question. Okay, yeah. Later. I was going to say I have a few things, but we can talk about yeah. it later. So the gate code doesn't work. So what does Mona do? She jumps Climbs the it. fucking fence. Let's fucking go, Mona. What a fucking yeah. hero. She's yeah. like, we're not dealing with this. We're jumping the fence. So she goes and she goes to the apartment, which is on the address. Knocks on the door several times, but there's no answer. She's able to look into a window. Now, once again, I'm not sure what the apartment complex looks like and how a window would be set up where you could look into. Mm-hmm. If this place was on the ground floor, I don't. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But when she looks in there, she is immediately concerned because the apartment is completely cleaned out. <gasps> like no There's furniture? nothing or nobody inside this place. Oh, no. That's like the that Caleb Lockett, remember I covered yeah. him? <laughs> they were partying in an abandoned apartment. Crazy. Well, once again, I have questions about an empty apartment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. Um, the story goes that both Mona... And well, obviously Mona, uh, you know, gets a hold of Christina and says, hey, I'm here. There's nothing um, in this apartment. It's empty. There's nobody here. So the story goes that both Mona and Christina file a missing report with the with the police. Um, of course, you know, uh, one of the pods that I listened to was an actual interview with Christina, which she's very forthcoming I mean, there's nothing in this interview that she holds back on. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she calls and she says, you know, I've heard this story. Do I have to wait 24 hours? And they're like, no, that's a myth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she drives down to the police department and fills out all the paperwork. Uh, go Indy Police Department on that one, yeah. huh? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I jumped the gun on that one. As Christina says, she talked to a detective. He took all of her info, took the report, laid it on his desk, and went on vacation. You're fucking kidding. <gasps> what a fucker. Now, I'm not sure how that all works out. I mean, once again, you know, in one report, it was like, oh, they jumped right on it. But in in her words, you know, he took the information and went on vacation. So it was like four or five days and uh, she still, Christina hadn't heard anything back. Um, there should be another detective on call to to pick up. Right, like it should have went into that person's hand. But here, follow up on this. She came in today. Especially yeah. for Indy Department. I mean, it's not like a small town where mm-hmm. they right. have right, right. one detective on duty. Um, Christina actually called back at the, uh, several days later to find out what was going on with the, with the research. And that's when she was told, well... He's on vacation. So no one had even any fucking idea what she was talking about. God right. damn it. That makes but, me so mad. But 
whoever she talked to, um, the the lady detective she talked to, mm-hmm. she found it and immediately started processing it Hero. and get it going on. So good. Hero. Uh, you know, I hope that guy should have been fucking fired when he came back. There was never a name, so I don't know that if the lead detective on this case now. I'm sure not. Is, uh, it was that one or not. But anyways, it's getting processed. So the, the, the whole thing is actually in, in movement. So in the meantime, Mona and Christina are out combing, trying to find anything, uh, you know, any information. Uh, what they do find out is that the apartment that they went to was rented by a girl named Raven Miller. And it is shared with her boyfriend slash husband, Baron McCullough. Hmm. And the boyfriend. Baron? Baron. It's quite a name. And the the controversy over the um, boyfriend-husband part we'll get to here in just a little bit. Because it's a little odd how that. They didn't know for sure whether they were boyfriend or. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, seems like something that should be easy to know. Pretty cut and dry. Yeah, you would think so. I love Christina's thought process because she has that same thought process like I do where you're focused on one portion and and then you kind of open up and you're like, oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, I can do this or I can do that. When you're initially here doing something, you're very, very uh, focused on that. Mm -hmm. And then you start like, well, wait, I could do this. This would be where she would think, wait, I have a screenshot with that phone number on it. Mm -hmm. I am going to call the number that was texting her. Yeah. So get this. Are you ready? At first, nobody answers the phone when she calls. But a few minutes later... The number calls her back. So the woman on the other end of the phone says, hey, you you called this number? And Christina is asked, like, well, who is this? And the woman says, well, this is Nicole. And Chris says, well, I'm looking for Raven. And the woman on the other phone at the other end goes, yeah, this is Raven. What? So Christina asks if she has seen Angie. And Raven goes, oh, I don't even know an Angie. And Christina asks her again, well, maybe you know her by her stage name. Her stage name was Diamond. And Raven goes, oh, yeah, I know her. And she's like, well, was she at the party? You know, was she at the party? And then she's like, well, yeah, she was here till about 3 a.m., but then she left with some guy. Hmm. That's pretty much some all. guy. Your party, <clears throat> and it was just some guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some guy. So here's the rub. Are you ready? Angie knew both Raven and Baron. Raven actually danced at Club Rio. Oh fuck! <gasps> but they didn't know at the time when she was texting her. Raven and Angie were not friends. <gasps> Sorry, <laughs> that was a lot. It's all right. Angie may have had a thing with Baron. Uh-oh. Now, Raven may have even hated Angie for this. I'm not 100% sure. Because I don't know that if Baron and Raven were together and he had something with Angie or whether they had split up and then, or if it was before Raven and Baron got together. Once again, it's a little, uh, for me, it was a little uh, fuzzy of how all that kind of worked out. But 
obviously Raven and Baron are together now, and Angie, they say, might have had something to, uh, to do with him prior to this time, and Raven just wasn't a fan of that at all. Right, right. So this is starting to build into something that makes more sense. Mm, it does. And a lot of Angie's friends actually said that if she would have known that it was Raven and Baron throwing the party, she'd have never went. Yeah. Right, right. That's why they text her probably from an anonymous number. A burner phone. Something mm-hmm. to that effect, yeah. And what, probably use the name Nicole because that's, that's still kind of – oh, wait. Wait, Raven was her stage name? Diamond was her first. No, 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 I'm talking oh, about the other girl. I don't know. Because, yeah, know. Nicole Raven. It's like, okay, what's your fucking name? Once a, once again, Nicole Raven, uh, there's even another name that she uses hmm. in some of the reports. I mean, yeah, this this girl is all over the place. Okay. Um. So, yeah, if Angie would have known that this was Raven's apartment and she would have never, ever right. went. Right. Um. When Christina called to get an update from the detectives. Oh, Bonnie. Wait, right. Her her other name was Bonnie. Bonnie. Right on. Oh, All thank right. you. <laughs> um, I might have jumped the gun on that part right there. Sorry, everybody. She did call for the update. They told her the guy was on vacation. Um, when everything kind of got rolling, actually, police were able to pull the surveillance uh, camera footage from the the landmark apartment. Oh, hold on. So all the stuff you're saying she did, she did that while she was waiting for that call back. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. That makes a lot more sense because I was like, she's doing all this stuff, but the cops should be working on it now. Why is she doing that? Okay. That Christina makes more is sense. firing on all cylinders. For man. sure. She is out to As go get it. As a mom should. Yep. Good for her. Yep. Okay. So um, the police pulled the surveillance cameras from... What do we got going on over there? Oh, She's showing, showing me pictures. pictures. She oh. gets an idea of what yeah. they look like. Oh. She's adorable, isn't she? Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Is that is that Bonnie? Raven. Raven? Yes. Nicole. Oh, I wasn't talking about Raven. Nicole, Bonnie? No, no, no yeah. Angie's, Angie's, Angie's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's showing me. They're they're both on here. That's Ugh. that's Raven and uh, Baron. Stupid shirts. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Stupid shirts. They're wearing matching shirts. Oh, sickening. (laughs) Um, So police pull uh, the surveillance from the uh, landmark apartments, um, you know, that have the gate right on Mm -hmm. the gate. And at 329 on October 27th of 2016, Angie's car is seen leaving the apartment complex. Oh. At what time? At 329 a.m. Okay. Okay. Followed by another car. Oh. Mm-mm. And let me tell you, it is so, this second car is so close that the gate, you know how you, like a Jellystone, if you go through the gate, you're supposed to wait for a drop in this right, gate. And you right, go through. Yeah. This car was so close that when the gate opened up, both like cars were. cars through the gate. Yeah. The one. The wow. Left. Obviously, it's 3.30 in the morning. It's dark. You cannot see who's driving, but the license plate on the second car is visible. Yeah, noise. Do you want to know who it belongs to? Oh, God. Try one more time. Raven. It's Raven's car. So not some guy. Not some guy. Hmm. Okay. 
Raven's car mm-hmm. left right behind Angie's car. Yikes. Uh, the police actually bring in Raven and Baron. Um, but from my understanding, it took a couple weeks to get them in there after the surveillance footage was brought back because they had upped and moved to Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, that's almost, very convenient. Almost immediately after Angie went missing. So the apartment wasn't abandoned. It was abandoned directly after. So directly it was after. furnished and everything, a livable home. It, well, okay. I don't know. Okay. I, that's the that's the problem. I don't. You know, there's this brings up questions that I have. Oh right, right. That right. I have in my list of mm-hmm. questions that I that I am curious about, but because yeah, it's all speculation. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because nobody was with Angie when she went. Mm-hmm. So was it just a party house? Was it just a party apartment? But if Raven was renting it, you would think that there would be. But if furniture. Raven is her is. It's like, which one's her real name? Her real name is Raven. Okay, okay, okay. But she's renting it under her real name. She went by Bonnie. That was her stage name? No, it said Raven, and then in quotes, Bonnie next to it. And then, but Nicole, I believe, is this, probably this name that she's been telling Angie. That's... Right, right, her, like, to get her to come to the the party. Yes, because if if Angie knew it was Raven, she would have absolutely not went. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So when the police got Raven and Baron in, their actually their story stayed exactly the same. You know, they were there and they talked to Angie. She was there. She left at three a.m. with some dude, uh, and they never left the apartment. But when when the police uh, told them about the surveillance photos, they just shut down. Now, did they say there was anybody else at this party? Because if oh, we're gonna get to that. Another question that's uh, that nobody has an answer to. Because they're not talking. <clears throat> they're not talking. Because it's like, okay, you just had a party with you and your boyfriend. And well, I mean, Angie? if <clears throat> if you if, if you are throwing a you know a special thing for your husband and you want to hire a private dancer to come in, more than likely it's just going to be the three of you, right? Yeah, but she's saying it's this party that yeah. left. She left with another guy, so there's yeah. clearly other people there. Right? Clearly, they're saying there's other people there. The big thing is, is that if Angie would have got there and the door opened and it was Raven and Baron, she would have left. She would have oh. never walked into the apartment. So there, there has to be, to be other people in that apartment to get her in there. Right? Because yeah, yeah. You know, she she got in there. She went to the bathroom to change. Took that Snapchat picture mm-hmm. to send to Mona. Comes out of the bathroom. There's Raven and Baron. Mm-hmm. And shit hits the fan. Yeah. Woof. Okay. Okay. So 12 days later, Angie's car is found. All right. Okay. Interesting story about how the car was found. So, you know, police are not really doing anything. Once again, I talked about Christina's mind working. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I wonder if Christina's car had OnStar in it. Angie's. If Angie's car. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Angie's car has OnStar in it. So she uh, she calls OnStar and they're like, well, she may have this in there, but it wasn't active. And OnStar's like, it doesn't matter. Um, you can still even trace if it, it, Yeah, right? even if it wasn't active. But Angie's car did not have OnStar in it. Ugh. So the wheels kept turning. Mm-hmm. 
apparently Angie had bought this car at one of those buy here, pay here places. So they put GPS device. trackers in them there so they can repo go. them. That's right. Wow. So they did a track and they found, let me see, they found the car about eight, I think it was about eight miles from where the landmark apartments were at, where the mm. party was at. Okay. But the car was fucking trashed. Like the whole inside was completely just, they said there was just trash everywhere, CDs, pill bottles. The, was her I, was her car normally like that? Because that's no. what my car looks like. No, they oh, said okay. that she, they <laughs> said that she doesn't. She she would never leave her car like that. She was neat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, obviously, we're not all one hundred percent neat. There might be a little bit of trash back here, right? But, you know, but they said the outside of it was it looked like somebody drove it through a barbed wire fence. You know, <gasps> oh. it's just scratches oh. and all kinds of shit. And uh, police actually went through that car and they found some things. But nobody ever connected anything to anybody. They said there was no, nothing in there that was, yeah. Hmm. So after the police had Raven and Baron in, they also did complete searches on um, their, vehicle. their vehicles. Once again, they found nothing. Wow, that's weird. Well, because if that the reason I asked was to obviously make a joke about my how my car's trashed, but it's like that trash had to come from somewhere. If it wasn't already in her car, yeah, where did it come from? Well, my understanding was is that once again, you know, uh, different stories, different different articles. They had actually searched the area where the car was found, and. You know, prior to the 12 days, and it wasn't there. Interesting. So somebody had the car and was, you know, joyriding in it. I don't know idea. What well, they yeah, were doing like with it, if there's pill bottles, yeah. whose name's on the pill bottles? That's a good, that's yeah, good question. So many things. That is a good question. Fingerprints. Well, they didn't find anything. Like, like the car had been wiped down. Wow. Weird, trashed, but cleaned. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So obviously weeks have turned into months. Family is still combing the streets trying to get information. They started a Facebook page of uh, Justice for Angela. It wasn't it was it was like bring Angie home or and I looked again to find it and I couldn't find it cuz I'd read it and then mm-hmm. I wanted to put it in my notes and then I couldn't find it. So but it was like, you know, bring Angie home or something like that, which that Facebook page is trans Posed into justice for Angie. Yeah, because I mean, God, once you find a car, abandoned car like that, God, you know, it what, you, what are good. you? Yeah, what are you to think? Yeah, yeah, but they still found nothing. They found combing the streets. In January of 2017, Raven calls Christina. Ooh, okay. Right. Yeah, um, Christina's trying to, you know, trying to be polite because, you know, she wants to know where her daughter is. So mm-hmm. she's trying to be nice and she's trying to, you know, try to get some information out of it, um, without putting on too much pressure. But she's like, so she's like asking, so, so what did you guys talk about that night? And Raven says, oh, you want to know what her last words were? <gasps> She said it on the phone. What a fucking bitch. Well, and obviously she's going to get caught if she does dumb shit like that. That line of what Christina said, Raven had said to her, was what really drew me into this 
Yeah, that's fucked case. up. But is that considered hearsay? Yeah, probably. Because well, there's no proof of it? Exactly. Well, and it's it was, like... It was what It's Chris, not saying I murdered her. Yeah. Yeah, because it could go in two different ways if you really want to look at it. It's like, oh, you want to know what, her, what the last thing she said to me was. Yeah. Although I don't take it that no. way. No. No, but it can no. be. Constri- I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was that. very menacing. To me, that was extreme guilt right there. That's that's extreme. Not that she's guilty of doing something. Oh, to okay, I was like, it doesn't yeah. sound like she feels bad. No, yeah. no, no. That she's guilty. So and she was literally just calling to taunt her. Then. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. She was calling just oh, to that's be like so fucked. Yeah. How long had that been? Was that over a year? No, that was uh, just a few months because that was in January 2017. January, that's right. Okay. So the party was the end of October of 2016. Jesus. Okay, so things are moving. Okay. Things Lots are, of moving parts. There are a lot of moving parts in this. But yeah, why else would uh, Raven call her mom but just to kind of thumb her nose at her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think it of. It just seems a little soon for that to be like that menacing criminal that like unfolds the whole plan. You know? Yeah, but if she's a jealous girlfriend, she's Just, still got to, like... She needs something, some kind of recognition. You know, maybe her and Baron got in a fight, and they talked about that, and it just snowballed mm-hmm. into her it trying to... I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's um, a narcissistic oh, person yeah. who mm-hmm. thinks that, uh, you know, I'm going to... Just make a phone call because I'm going to be like, eh, right? If investigations were being quiet and she wasn't being reached at by police or anyone, she was probably like, probably "What's going on?" She needed, yep. well, she needed, she needed something. She's like, "Why isn't anything happening? Why isn't anyone talking to me about this?" Yeah, you know. So she had to reach out herself and do it herself. Yep, it gives her feelings of that dopamine. I mm-hmm. guess. June 20th, 2017, an anonymous tip. Now, I'm going to leave this at that. Anonymous tip came in to where Angie's body was. Now, some reports say that the tipster claims, claims, I'm going to leave this as, you know, kind of open, um, that he was hired by Baron to transport and bury the body. Ooh, Okay. Maybe that's the some guy that she went home with. Could be, but yeah, po- yeah that could be. That's not a lie. Then, if he did transport the body after it happened, but police say that this this was an unreliable source. If it was anonymous, how do they know? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, there's certain things that don't make sense mm-hmm. in this. So, if if they claim it's an anonymous tip, but yet you tell me that the at tipster is unreliable yeah well okay wait did well did they find the body where he said yes that seems like a pretty fucking reliable source to me on june 21st police make the announcement that the body that was uh, that body was of angie barlow buried in the backyard of a residential home in the 5300 block of east 43rd street in indy she was found in a five foot deep grave (gasps) wow Pre-dug. That's fucking pre-meditation right there. The person living in the house at the time was cleared. They took him in. They. How do they not know that he. 
like how a fire a, a grave was dug in your backyard. Now remember, this is June. Angie went missing in October. Mm-hmm. The person living in the house was cleared. He was taken into police custody. He was questioned. He was cleared. He'd only been living there uh, for a short period of time. Uh, it okay. is believed that at the time of Angie's disappearance, that home was vacant. Oh, smart. I mean, it's shitty, but. But with a little deeper investigation, this house, prior to it being vacant, was lived in by the family of Baron McCullough. It's all coming together. So they would know that that house was vacant and you just wouldn't be taking a random house. circumstantial. Mm-hmm. There's no Every bit of because it is Because you'd know the owner because you could be like, hey, have you rented my house? You know, the house that I used to live in out yet. Nope. I haven't rented it out. Cool. Just asking for a friend and then. I'll get back with you. Yeah. Wow. Obviously, police will not release the cause of death to Angie. But. In the podcast, uh, The Murder in My Family, Christina actually tells that Angie was shot Mm. in the head. Woof. And the reason that she is able to say it, because the police, you know, obviously, you know, when the body's found and and, and all that, the, the family's notified, they're told what what all what all happened but they were told to just kind of keep that part of it tight lipped Mm -hmm. there was another podcast that they that she thinks maybe knew the coroner because he was like a the the guy who does this podcast is an ex-indie cop and he knew the coroner and he got the information Mm -hmm. and then spat it out on his podcast so it wasn't supposed to be before she even was on the other one yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. That's to, fucked. To this yeah. day. Isn't that like di- disruption of justice or or what's that called uh, where you block a case from progressing or something? There's a charge for that. I would think so. Just saying. Once again, I don't know that as personal. I just know it from listening to mm-hmm. what Christina had to say on that particular podcast. To this day, there's been, uh, been, there's not been an arrest in the murder of Angie Barlow. Oh, God, I've been talking a lot of shit. I assume she was in prison. No, there has been no arrest over this whatsoever. Oh, my God, that's scary. But I have questions. I have so many questions. Let me run over just a couple of mine real quick. Mm-hmm. Once again, we talked about this a minute ago. If the tipster led you to the body, to the exact spot of yeah. where Angie was buried... How is that not a reliable source? Yeah. yeah, that seems pretty reliable. Even if they weren't the one involved, they obviously know someone who was involved who told them where it was. Well, in situations, or, people feel the need to talk. Like what do you even, mean? Like people who do things. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's very plausible he was involved. And was just not emotionally invested the way that Baron and Raven were, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's kooky that the police 
he probably had like a criminal record or something, which honestly makes him more <laughs> reliable in this sense. So, well, they said it was anonymous. They didn't know who it was. Well, they said anonymous to begin with, but then they said that their tipster was unreliable. But yet, like I said, yeah, how it, would they he, know if he's unreliable if he's uh, literally just a, a voice? Yeah, yeah. So the you know that's a big big question for me. It's like I just don't understand how that how that pans out. This is a pretty recent case. So, and we've talked about this a thousand times. Indiana police are really tight lipped about a lot of things. So, I'm wondering if they're playing the long game a little bit and just and that could very well be their time. That could very well be, and that's why, like, I have these other questions. Is I know that they, if I could think of them, they have to think of them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, if the if you find the car by using the tracker. Why couldn't you tell me where that the car had been, had been in the eight days prior to – or the 12 days prior to finding the car? That well, was my the, chair. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably different levels of um, you There's know, no GPS. Log. Exactly. It's probably just a live feed for repoing purposes. It's probably bare minimum technology that the you know dealerships that or the is, buyer pickers use that's fair would be my guess, but again, that's just literally just pulled that out of my ass. I don't know anything about about it. You well, know? Google stores all of my trips from even back and when I was down in Louisiana a few mm-hmm. years ago, so right. I could follow all that. So I mean, I I don't imagine that it would be too hard to have just a backlog of that, but I don't know. No, oh, that's crazy. Uh, my next question is: Is what about Angie's phone? Where is it? Yeah. Why didn't they track that the night she went missing? Why wasn't that a thing? Do they even mention anything about her phone as far as evidence goes? No. Interesting. Except for her Snapchat, so she obviously had her phone. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, did they, seeing that, again, that could be another thing they're just hanging on to. It could very well be. Or what about Raven and Baron's phone? Yeah. After, if, if Raven's car left the apartment at 3.30, mm-hmm. where did, did they... her phone go with her? Yeah. Or it was maybe she maybe she didn't leave the apartment. Maybe it was Baron who left the apartment. Raven's right. car, or the dude. Yeah. Maybe it was the dude they're talking about. Maybe they didn't do anything. You know, as far as like physically do anything. Huh? Crazy. What about the apartment? Let's go back to that. Yeah, it was cleaned out the next morning or late afternoon because I'm not sure exactly when Mona got to the apartment. But it was definitely the next day. Yes. Woof. Where did that stuff go? Right, because if it, they were partying there at night. Let's assume that Raven and Baron are living in this apartment. Mm-hmm. That means beds. That means couch, TV, you know, dishes, whatever. If they're living in this apartment. And how did no one else in the apartment complex see them move out? And wouldn't there be the same surveillance cameras showing yeah. Maybe a truck leaving with a couch and a bed, you know. Right, right. So that makes me think that it was vacant or it was empty at least. Beforehand. Now, but it's like, well, did they talk to the people that live on either side? Do these do these people frequent frequent here? Do they live here? Are do are they sleeping here? Because your neighbors would kind of know that at least in passing, you know. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. There was never a report of whoever, of anybody else who lived in that apartment. Is there anybody that lived in that apartment that were friends with Raven and Baron? And did that stuff get moved to another apartment? Oh, yeah. I guess they could have hid it somewhere else. Or 
was that not the apartment that they went to? You know, did did somebody somebody catch Angie on the outside and said, "Oh, hey, this has been moved to let's say eleven A. We're we're moving to the thirteen B." Yeah, but see that that doesn't really make sense to me because that vacant apartment was listed under Raven's name. So why would they go through all that trouble to link it to her? You know what I mean? To pull her somewhere else? That seems a little wacky. Well, they they examined the apartment they went through it and there was not i mean there's no blood there's no yeah, nothing there's there. no point of yeah you know where the, the murder actually happened there's no yep. exactly so interesting this once again weird. once again we go back to the fact that if raven would raven or baron would have opened the door to the apartment angie would have been like nope and right bail right so that means that somebody else more than likely, opened the door, let her in, got her comfortable. She went and she did the Snapchat picture. And then beyond that, you know, it's all speculation or of what, what, what if, happened. What if Raven and Baron aren't even involved? Right. It's a possibility. It's all just circumstantial. It, every bit of it. And if, if Raven hated her enough to call her mom just to fuck with her. You know, just yeah. just being she a hate, shitty yeah, person. She hated her, so why wouldn't she say something like that? Or she saw, oh, that's her card. I'm going to write her ass. Yeah. You know, I'm going to intimidate the bit. shit out of her. She did leave in the, her car. and I don't know if I believe in that much of coincidence, though. I mean, it could stranger things have yeah, happened. It's a lot of coincidence. So wait, do, do Baron and... <sighs> no, I don't believe that. Because the address that they... That the, random text message that was sent to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angie mm-hmm. was an address registered in her name. Okay. But was it somebody this. that knew that they hated each other? Exactly. You can rented a vacant phone, apartment under her name <gasps> or that was her apartment. They knew she had moved out of it. Got the text message cuz you know there's apps that you can text under other people's phone numbers. Right. Oh my god. Yes, yeah, there through that it was an actual girl named Nicole. Right, and she was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm that Raven, that's me. That's yeah. right." <gasps> Holy fuck. Set up Raven, somebody that hated Raven and knew that whoa. That honestly seems more plausible now for some reason. You know, the interesting thing is, is I have a couple other questions, uh, uh but let me jump let me jump down here. There are a couple theories roam, roaming around out there. Um one of the theories is is that Angie knew something that she wasn't supposed to uh, have known, and that there was a contract out for her. Makes now sense. the reason the reason that comes up is is a financial thing for Raven. Apparently, she was behind on her rent, behind in her car payments, behind in all this stuff. You know, apparent. You know, supposedly, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. Um, and then after Angie went missing, she was all paid up and ready to go. Weird. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's like sending her a sign like that's going to be you next type of thing. Could be. And if it was a loan shark, like mob or whoever, not to bring the mob into this, uh, we love r- you. mad respect. <laughs> um, but <laughs> You bring a mob into my story, girl. <laughs> mad respect for the mob. But um, it, if it was some sort of loan shark that was threatening her, they probably knew she was getting evicted because she wasn't paying them. Maybe knew she had that empty apartment. And was like, this is gonna, this is gonna work out nice for me. You never know. That's crazy. I, I just don't know. 
Uh, the last big thing that I want to bring up is the gate code. Mm-hmm. Um, did did the gate code work for Angie? Did she pull up, punch in the gate code, the gate opened up, she drove in. Mm-hmm. But the next morning, it didn't work for Mona. Right. That would have to be something that the police are keeping back because if they're saying they saw surveillance of them leaving, they would have seen maybe, surveillance of maybe, Angie showing up. Maybe it changed every you know, every six months or something. It changed to keep out old residents out. And it just and happened knew, to be that day? They knew it was going to change. Oh, it would be the end of October twenty sixth to the twenty seventh. I mean, see. that's a weird time well, to be. No, if it's like a Saturday into a Sunday, it'd be the last Sunday of October, right? Mm, I don't know. So let's. What Are you going to calendar it? that? I am calendar. We're going to shit out of this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they would have to see as far as surveillance. They would have to have camera footage of Angie coming into the gate as well. Yes. So it's like, did was there an attendant that day? Maybe or. 2015, that was right? Thing. 2016. October. 20, October what? 20, uh, October 26th and 27th. Okay. Um, while you're looking mm. that up. It's a Wednesday to Thursday. No. It's October 27th, 2016, right? Yeah. You made me go back in my notes and look. <laughs> well, it would yeah. be a Thursday into a Friday. Maybe it changed on a Friday. These are just the things that while I was going through this, it just does not make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Because it could be a coincidence, but when you add all the coincidences together, it starts to look sketchy. You yeah. know, if there was just one or two, okay, but there's not. There's a bunch. Yep. Which and could then, be so set it up makes to you be like question that, everything, you know. Yeah, it could That's be totally crazy. set up to be that way. Oh Maybe it gosh. wasn't Raven who actually called Christine. Maybe it was this other person that's involved. See, and here's the thing. Saying that they're Raven. Where is Raven's side of the story is what I want to know. I just saw she did do a video. She did. She did. So is she denying everything? She yes. And, and she was not texting her that day? None of that? She claims that those phone calls didn't happen. If you go watch the 15-minute rambling video... Of her going on uh, about it and how, you know, she didn't have a beep with Angie and she didn't, you know, she's innocent in all of this. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things that I watched and I was like, uh, it made me it made me second guess what I thought I believed from the stories that I told. Yeah, was right, told. man. I thought I fucking had well, it. Well, maybe there was another girl at the, the the club that didn't like Raven and didn't like Angie and knew that they had something. You know, there was some animosity. I, I really like you could the, just weave the, this whole fucking story. This is it on someone else. You know, it it doesn't make a lot of sense that with everything that we think we know that the police would not have made an arrest. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be something that we don't know, which is right. in their reports, right. that lead it in a totally different direction. Yeah. Right. Or else, I mean, we can sit here and talk about, you know, all these things, Raven's car, Raven's apartment, Raven's phone, you know, and all that. But they haven't made an arrest on this yet. Yeah. So there's got to be something else. That the police department um, 
has tucked away that they're still they're still working on. Right. For all we know, they could have the murder weapon that has a fingerprint on it. That matched, they're just waiting to find that fingerprint. Right. It might have matched right. one fingerprint on the car that they're holding back, and it doesn't match any of the suspects. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that, but they don't want people to know that they have found the murder weapon and linked it to the car or whatever. Right. Well, what's weird to me is why would, why would Angie, having reluctancy about this anyway... Walk into an empty apartment, go into the bathroom, take a picture, act like it's no big That's deal. That's insane. I wonder yeah. if that picture is available online because it would be interesting to see what's in the background of that. I picture. was thinking the same thing. The picture is available. It you is. Yeah. You, I, because, I, like, you... I'm, well, once again, that was another one of my questions, but, you know, I thought it was irrelevant after we got into some of this talk was mm-hmm. the picture that they, that I'm pretty sure is the Snapchat picture is her in a pair of blue jeans and like a, um, like a de- not a denim a, a brown top or whatever. Okay. Um, if that's the picture she sent in the in the snap, then at eleven forty five, I would think she'd have been done up in the black and red lingerie mm-hmm. or outfit, prepared to go do her dance. She'd already been there for at least forty five minutes, if not more. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't know the process. There might be a whole thing. They might have to sign shit. Who knows? Um, but I know. This made me think about what that I was thinking. Like I like the idea that you presented about maybe someone was like, "Oh, you're you know you're looking for me. It's over here." Yeah. And then she was not even. She was never inside of that vacant apartment. Possibly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Well, because, the claim, yeah, I would have been. The claims was is that Raven and Baron left immediately after she disappeared. So is it possible that apartment was cleaned out prior to this night? Right. And then that would go into, oh, we moved it again. Like she said, planned exactly that way to point the finger at them. Yep. So I mean, crazy. I don't know, man. I, you know, October of 2022 means it's been six years since Angie went missing. Uh, And there's still nothing. There's nothing. But someone has to know something. Yes. Someone had to have been there to let Angie in the apartment. Somebody has absolutely have heard something and haven't come forward. So with that being said, if you have any information on the murder of Angie Barlow, here are some numbers you can call. You can call the Indianapolis Metropolitan, P- Metropolitan? <laughs> PD at 317 317- Three two seven, three seven one four, and as always, you can call Crime Stoppers at one eight hundred two 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 tips, and go check out the Facebook page Justice for Angie. Mm-hmm. And the guy who buried the body obviously can stay anonymous. So if you're nervous about anything, go ahead and call because it doesn't really matter. I, guess, I know, right? right? <laughs> crazy that's yeah nuts. so this is this one was uh you know this one really kind of grabbed hold of me um i don't know why well done by the way yeah, that was it. great thank you it was nice to be able to sit here and us just discuss something that yeah. we haven't dove into had first it's yet. fun to be on that side of the story it really yeah. is yeah. it is because you can just kind of speculate and question and yeah absolutely so there you go happy <sighs> 50th episode Sad 50th episode. But. It is, and I feel I feel absolutely hor- horrible for uh, Christina and, and the Barlow family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Angie had a lot of sisters that she was very close to. And, 
you know, she missed out on a lot of milestones for, yeah. for her sisters and for her mom. And How old was she? She was 23 when she went missing. <sighs> baby. Got a whole life to live, man. And just think of this, my baby just turned 23. Yeah. <sighs> Once again, something else that kind of popped into all this. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel really, I, I feel for the family and, and um, hopefully they can eventually get some closure and, uh, the funeral, I, I, there's pictures online of the funeral. It's a beautiful funeral. Uh, it was really it was really cool to see that all of Angie's friends and family had signed the top of her casket, oh. it looked like. Oh, my And, um, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. So my heart goes out to the Barlow family. I was uh, honored to be able to do this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, there hasn't really been much for the last you know, couple years as far as podcasts and stuff like that go talking about this. So maybe we can bring it back to the forefront and, you know, we're local enough mm-hmm, that yeah. maybe somebody we know who listens to murder nerds knows something and can listen, call them. You can make an anonymous tip. Yep. Absolutely. Let somebody know something. Yeah. Go. You can even go to a pay phone. There's gotta be one somewhere. Oh yeah. You know, if you're nervous about tracking, just go to a pay phone. Borrow a phone at Macy's. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Well, there's probably cameras inside of Macy's. Oh, that's true. There's just, there <laughs> are ways. You could send a letter. Just send a letter to anything, literally anything. Don't even send a letter. Write a letter and drop it off at the fire station. There you go. Do stuff like that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for letting me do this. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you for taking on. Mm-hmm. I know this is a new, this is new for you. A little bit. I used to, uh, I'm used to researching ghostly tales. You yeah. did a great job. A one. Thank you. A one. So if you'd like to, uh, if you like the murder nerds and you'd like to go check out some of the other content in the Golden Mojo Entertainment podcast network even he struggles that makes me it feel does. better it does it's, it's a it's, mouthful it's a lot to talk about <laughs> you can check out the call guys every monday on tuesday golden image podcast on wednesday the united states paranormal and on thursdays you have the indiana chiefs fans all of which you can find on facebook just type it in it pops right up mm-hmm. and then you'll see my glowing face Boom. They call me the Emperor. They call me Golden Jay. <laughs> and of course, on Fridays, every Friday is the Murd Nerds. We talk about all these on all the podcasts. So if you uh are interested in some of these other things, they're they're pretty great. Mm-hmm. Also, if you'd like to monetarily uh help out the Murd Nerds, you can make a donation of ninety nine cents. 99 cents 499 499 or 999 <laughs> you can do that on there's what? a link in it's the anchor show notes. yeah yeah okay i don't spend a lot of time in the murderers show, show notes, notes. <laughs> i do i live there <laughs> live there <laughs> um also on apple and spotify please 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 rate and review and subscribe and subscribe those help us along the way to to get us uh to be more popular in Scandinavia, <laughs> Czechoslovakia, <laughs> or Sudan. Where are we? Where are we charting at? Germany. Germany. Mm-hmm. That a... was. I haven't checked um, in a while. In a while. Wow. But I do know personally, a f- one of Nina's friends lives in Germany and does listen. There's nice. several towns 
There's like 20 different towns in Germany that listen to us. That's amazing. Yeah. So hi to all of our German friends. Hello. Wait, how do you say Guten Tag. Is it Guten Tag? Guten Tag. (laughs) And and the other one's Evita saying that's goodbye, right? I can say good morning in, I think it's... It's Dutch. Norwegian. No, Swedish. No. Did you have a Norwegian boyfriend? No, I did babble (laughs) for a while. Oh, nice. But it just sounds like you're saying good morning, but like with harsh... Harshness. In it, yeah. It's like, that's Mark on. Nice. I yeah. know how to say, get the garage keys. Get the garage keys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for checking us out. Um, I've enjoyed doing the 50th episode, and thank you for all of your support through these 50 episodes, and uh, we look forward to 51. So does Jeremy. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you old bitch. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, know why I, said. I don't know why I'm an old bitch. But you old good. bitch. You old bitch. All right. Is that it? Did I hit uh, everything? That's it. You got you it did. all? You did. You know what? You, you weaned. You better than Ashley. Seriously. The end, you getting through everything, fucking way better than I can <laughs> with no notes. A1. Well, you got to remember, I do this. Five uh, million you know, times five a million week. Times mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have Chico do a lot of the socials, but uh, yeah, we've come to the point where we figure out how to kind of take him down a little bit, so mm-hmm. we're not talking about him for 20 minutes. Yeah. right, right, that. right. When you finally brought that up, I was like, you know what? That makes sense. We do. We and we repeated like the same thing yeah. every episode. I think winging it, and I, th- I like yep. I just like talk about it. Yep. And go through the week. That yeah. helps to go through the week. Yeah, because then you don't leave anything. Yeah. No man left behind. All right. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.